Good evening, we'd like to welcome audiences to episode 11 of Alki, the gamified music improvisation podcast coming to you this week from the city of Birmingham, UK. My name's Benedict and joining me as always is the prolific multi-instrumentalist and music producer Andy Lowe. Hello. Hi Andy. Well, we're very fortunate this week to be joined by two excellent guest musicians. That's right, so I'd like to welcome to the podcast for the first time Liam Halloran. Hi Liam. Hello, how's it going? It's going very well, thanks. It's great to be here. Thank you for hosting us in no your fine city. <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, I don't know. I just I play music in a lot of different forms. Um, I play yeah, drums, piano, vibraphone, and percussion and all sorts of things. Do various yeah gigs, play, um, play for shows, do Indian weddings, and... Uh, also do a bit of lecturing at the Academy for Contemporary Music. <laughs> wow, so you, you've yeah. got a really diverse output. Um, Quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to be playing today on the podcast? Ah, so today, yeah. Uh, today I'm playing the vibraphone, which is actually the instrument that I studied at the Conservatoire. Uh, the vibraphone is sort of what I um, specialised in there. But there's not a loads of call for it. Um, now. But but I just, yeah, I'll I, I try and play it as much as possible. And I've got a pickup system attached to it, which is kind of a, a rare one. Um, but I've, And I've got that running through an effects pedal like a guitar normally has. Um, so basically, normally you hear a vibraphone in yeah maybe a jazz setting or in an orchestra, but this allows me to be super electronic <laughs> with it and basically play. Uh, well, I really like the band Sigur Ross, and I'm, I'd love to make music like that, yeah, something like that. And using electronics and the vibraphone, you can bow the notes and you can create sort of all sorts of different sound effects. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> oh yeah, we're really looking forward to hearing some experimental vibraphone sounds <laughs> that you'll be producing today. Um, mm. Just say that we met in a radio studio when you were accompanying the singer Alex Jane, a live performance yeah. on air. That's uh, true, yeah, Radio, radio Shropshire. Shropshire. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed your, your playing there, but today will be something quite different. Yeah, well, that was yeah that was something I basically got told about two or three days before, that, that particular gig. Wow. Um, and that was just, yeah, a case of learning two original songs in, in a couple of days and doing it live on the radio, which was, yeah, again, one of the other random many things I end up doing um, to make a living as a musician. But um, but yeah, that, that, was, that was a lot of fun. But uh, today, like I say, I'll be mainly playing the vibraphone, which is a very different, <laughs> different kettle of fish. Fantastic. Great to have you here. Yes, thank you, Liam. And also improvising on the percussion tonight, we have an old friend of mine back from when we both taught English as a foreign language in South Korea. It's the musical and literary polymath, Caris Hanna. Hi, Benedict. Lovely to see you again. And thank you for having me here. No probs. So, Caris, I hear you've been very busy since coming back to the UK. Uh, yeah. So, for my day job, I teach English as an additional language. But, as you mentioned, I'm also a poet. And about a year and a half ago, I had my first book published by a small press called Burning Eye Books. Wow. Yeah. So, they're a wonderful publisher. They exclusively publish performance poets. So, as a result, I've been doing lots of gigs all over the country. I've done the Edinburgh Fringe a few times, did a one-woman show there, um, and I've won a few poetry slams all over the place. So, yeah, keeping quite busy. Wow. And you're also a drummer. Yeah, that's right. I play drums in a band called Lizard Hips. We're kind of like a synth punk 80s throwback band, I guess. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
good fun. <laughs> wow. And what instruments have you bought with you tonight? So I've bought my Ravvast drum. It's um, kind of a variation on a handpan or a hang drum. It's like a um, steel tongue drum, essentially. It was custom made for me in Russia by a company called Ravvast, who are absolutely wonderful. And Liam has also very kindly lent me some percussion bits and bobs. I've got a tambourine and a couple of shakers here as well. Excellent. And Andy Lowe, what will you be playing tonight? As usual, I've got my saxophone with me and electric guitar, but I've also brought my melodica along today. I'll see if we can squeeze that in somewhere. Excellent. And I'm going to be using this MIDI controller plugged into my laptop to play some software instruments. And I'm also going to be using Liam's electric piano over in the corner. And I see you've got your violin with you as well. Is that hoping to make an appearance? Yes, I'll, I'll probably use the violin as a backup at some point. Excellent. Um, so, Andy, uh, with all this talk of the coronavirus, the people who make sanitising gel must be rubbing their hands together. <laughs> Did you come up with that one? <laughs> Excellent. So, if you wanted to hear a collection of improvised jams performed using Alki's unique mechanisms of gamified randomization, including rules, restrictions and elements of chance, this is the podcast for you. And we'll be starting off tonight with a generality jam, which Andy is going to tell us all about. That's right. Generality employs some of those randomization techniques to create a melody that will be a surprise to us. We use our specially created stack of generality cards, revealing one at a time, each card telling us the next note of our melody. So we never know quite how it's going to end up. So we'll begin by rolling one of the note dice, which will give us a starting random note. It's going to be the root note for our melody. And the root note is going to be D. That fits in pretty well with the rav drum. I forgot to mention the rav drum is actually in the key of D major, so that's perfect. So just How fortuitous. A yes. One in, one in 12 chance that we have just hit on <laughs> the right note. Hang on the melody. Yeah. Okay. So then our generality cards are giving us a melody that starts on... So the first note is going to be A. That's neatly followed by a B. Followed by a D. All very straightforward so far. Uh, next, we've got a G. Keeping it in the family. Yes, perfect. And an E. This bit always feels a little bit like countdown. Yeah. <laughs> and another B, is that? Yep. Yeah, another B. Let's see if we get something like an E flat or something to finish with. Oh, so we are, the last card that's been revealed is an either or card. We can choose an F or an F sharp. It's up to us whether we make it minor or major. Major would make sense with the... So let's choose an F sharp. Yeah, F sharp. F sharp it is. Okay, so can you tell us those notes in order again? So the notes are A, B, D, G, E, B, F sharp. Thank you, Liam. Right. Okay, so Liam, you're going to be playing the vibraphone on this one. Are you using any special effects or...? I might just start, just, yeah, clean, with no, with no particular effects. Um, maybe a little bit of chorus, actually, just because, yeah, just Ooh. to give it a bit of shape, but nothing nothing too much. Lovely. And how about you, Keris? 
just playing the rav drum straight. Excellent. And how about Andy? I'm starting off on the electric guitar, which I'm also going to use clean for this one. Lovely. Okie doke. So I'm going to be using a bass clarinet sound from Vienna Symphonic Library's multi-sample pack, making use of velocity crossfading. Okay, let's have a jam. I'm going to be starting this one off.
weird note to end on, but... (laughs) So, yeah, Andy, I noticed that fairly soon after the, the, the kind of the generality sequence started, your guitar chords kind of abandoned any sense of rhythm. It kind of went off into kind of, I don't know whether it was slowed down triplets or something. It... It was. It added a sort of a an exciting new tempo change, a polyrhythm, perhaps. Oh, I'm glad it's a positive comment. I was a bit worried to start with that you you were annoyed at what I what I was doing, but I think I I responded to start with to Liam. What you were doing was like creating a wash. Yeah, the sort of yeah the yeah exactly that the wash. The sort of getting the notes and sort of stroking them a bit and getting them to resonate just to cause a bit of a yeah a bit of sound. Yeah, it's like creating texture rather than anything particularly rhythmic or melodic and uh, so I think I thought oh yeah I like that idea so I think I was trying to create more layers of texture mm. rather than push forward any particular rhythm I mean at first the bass coming out I assumed yeah I sort of assumed it'd take on obviously the bass role but because it ended up taking much more of a melodic yeah like a higher mm. part in the mix um I thought yeah the, the two things could very much yeah work at the same time and I did really enjoy Ben though a sort of very definite distinctive rhythmic melodies you were playing there do, 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 well I was, kind of I was kind of trying to copy what Karis was doing the rhythm Karis was playing yeah I felt like my rhythm kind of changed very slightly as, as it went along I was kind of vibing off everybody but initially I tried to just keep a steady beat on the, the 16th yeah yeah like a backbeat yeah so that was a great example really of us all feeding off each other yeah again yeah getting ideas from yeah yeah every bit of it yeah definitely and kept the whole thing quite cohesive. But then it's easier to do that when you're in a really nice major key yeah, and, true. and you feel comfortable. And So in a way, it, it was a great sort of warm-up mm. for us to mm. hit a, a jam like that as our very first one. Yeah, yeah. thanks to those n- nicely generated notes. <laughs> it's <was> so, <laughs> uh-huh. so perfect. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Excellent. So, Andy, if the coronavirus isn't about beer, why do I keep hearing about cases of it? moving on we're next going to be asking published author Karis Hanna to delve into the week's headlines and choose something appropriate to inspire this next jam which we call Inspiriodical so what newspaper will you be choosing a headline from this week I will be choosing a headline from the Birmingham Post so as Karis leafs through the pages of the local periodical the Birmingham Post um, what are the rest of us going to be playing on this one? How about you, Andy? I'll be playing the saxophone on this one. Excellent. And Liam, you're going to be starting this one. You're going to be inspired by whatever headline Karis finds for you in the Birmingham Post. But what are you going to be doing with your vibraphone on this one? Well, I think I'll just be yeah adding a few effects here and there. Um, I've got well, I've basically got one multi-effects pedal, so I can have some distortions, some modulations, some delay, um, different. Uh, combinations of each so yeah I'll just hit some buttons and see see what ends up sounding like I might I might play with my bow as well it depends on if it's a slower or fast tempo excellent okay and it looks like Karis has found something possibly yeah there's uh there's a few interesting headlines in here um the first one I found is world's oldest loco turntable discovered beneath old station um, and then the second one I found is NEC cancels big shows as virus grips Midlands. So very topical. Oh dear. Which Bad virus news. is that? Sorry. Ah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I don't know, but I've heard there's been a few cases of it. So the third headline I found is 
I feared for my life, but I had the time of my life. Wow, what what a paradox. Yeah, that's ominous. Are we going to um, turn this one into a musical? <laughs> I feared for my life. I can do some important vocals. That is quite emotive, yeah. <laughs> I'm a former freestyle rap battle champion. Yes, you are, yes. Really? Yes. That's another one of your plaudits? Yes. Yes. Very cool. I've seen it. I've seen it happen. Oh, wow. You've um, seen that movie Eight Mile? Uh, <laughs> ben, like did you? Yeah, it was nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you told us what you're going to be playing on this one? I'm going to be stepping onto the piano for this one. I'm going to be using Liam's 88-key electric Casio piano in the corner. And Karis, now that you've found us our headline, what instrument are you going to be playing? I thought I'd play some untuned percussion this time. I'm going to be playing a couple of shakers. Okay, fantastic. So... Liam, over to you. Kick us off.
Well, I think the the ducks were all lined up in a row for that one. Obviously, it was going to be a tango. And obviously, this particular instrumentation was crying out for something something Mm. like that. Yeah, it definitely had the the fear element. Yeah. (laughs) But but the enjoyment at the same time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What was the headline again? It was, I feared for my life, but I had the time of my life. And to me, I could just picture that as a scene in like a black and white film where mm. you know the the lead actors are on a cruise ship that's about to sink but then they look into each other's eyes isolated on say, a cruise ship yeah <laughs> isolated on a cruise ship <laughs> i love it i felt like i i messed up the rhythm a couple of times and i could feel myself doing it because with the shakers, you almost have to be half a beat ahead. And when I was conscious of that, that was kind of like the fear element and then trying to get it back. But I was also having so much fun. So it definitely tied in with the headline, I felt, for me. It's tricky to, yeah, to play shakers, yeah, to, to play just with the shakers. Yeah. yeah. And to play it exactly, yeah, in the pockets. It's hard, mm-hmm. very hard. Yeah. It sounded cool, though. Yeah, and it was just, yeah, picking up on the... It, it's interesting how out of, out of, obviously, no tempo, no time... There is, yeah, communally we start feeling a pulse, and then it's just yeah, nice to let that let that uh, simmer, I guess. I think there was definitely a moment where Ben, you led us, you like, you took the lead at that point. You had an mm. idea, and you were like, "I'm going to take us in this direction," and it was like we were waiting for that. As soon as you kicked in, I was like, "Aha! I know what I'm going to yeah. do now." The kind of the yeah. tango pulses. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yes. And I felt like I was about to start playing the Poirot theme tune. And had to- <laughs> resist that excellent so what music have we all been listening to this week how about you andy i finally got around to listening to the hamilton soundtrack which is something i've been meaning to do for a while mainly under the duress of several friends who rave about it and i have to say i was blown away by it i mean it's amazing it's just really clever the music's fantastic the lyric writing is genius and it's just such a compelling story it's wonderful. Well, I don't want this to become a Hamilton review, but uh, any favourite tracks? Um, well, I have to say My Shot is probably the first one someone played me in isolation. Boring. The best track is <laughs> the, the the Ten Commandments of Shooting. What is it called? Dueling. Dueling, yeah. Ten, I mean, that is great. The Ten Dueling well, yeah. Commandments, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also when Hamilton and Thomas Jefferson have a rap battle. Yeah. That's yeah. intense. Yeah. I mean, maybe, uh, Karis, you should have got involved. excellent so how about you liam yeah i've been i've been listening to uh this week uh i think a japanese artist called yoshi hirokawa um who just yeah uses amazing samples and like uh just sounds to make music and there's one that he uses the bouncing of balls and this is loads of layers to it and just beautifully crafted Mm. music um but because of the teaching I do at the ACM, a lot of my students I end up because I, you know, lecture there and talk about a lot of different types of music that I end up learning a lot of, yeah, you know, listen to a lot of new stuff just through, you know, uh, recommendations from students. So that I learned from, yeah, one of my key students at ACM and also actually listened to one of your podcasts. It got me onto Dengue, Dengue, Dengue. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I've been checking that out this week. They're, they're a great, great band because the, the percussion, the samples they use is so good. As recommended by fan favourite The Force, Adrian Forster. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
Dengo, Dengo, Dengo. Mm. <laughs> Did he ever spell it for you, Andy? Yes, uh, D-E-N-G-U-E. Okay, so it? next yeah, yeah. we're going to be... <laughs> We're going to be asking Karis, what have you been listening to this week? So, like Andy, I've also been listening to a soundtrack this week. Um, I only recently got into watching Pose. It's a TV drama. It was created by Ryan Murphy, who also created Glee, an American horror story. And... Um, yeah, so the soundtrack's phenomenal because there's also lots of 80s and 90s songs and um, it's a nice bit of nostalgia as well. So I've really enjoyed listening to that. I've also been listening to Kamasi Washington, who's a saxophonist. Yeah, really, really into him at the moment. Is that the Heaven and Earth album? Yeah, yeah. I love the choral stuff in that. Yeah. Because I was expecting it to be, uh, you know, like a, a quartet or a quintet or something. I didn't know anything about the album. Now listen to it and there's like... It's a huge sound. Yeah. So the rhythm is one of my favourite songs because you've got this whole orchestral vibe and all the vocalists. It's just almost like a wall of sound. Mm. It's absolutely gorgeous. What about you, Ben? What have you been listening to? I've discovered some new music this week. Um, I checked out a list of artists recommended to be similar to the Czech soundtrack composer Thomas Vorjak, who's got the same name as the... Um, yeah, the composer. Yeah. Um, and discovered the wonderful Poppy Aykroyd, if anyone's ever heard of her. No. Who plays music very similar to what we've been playing today, in fact. Um, yeah, I can't stop listening to her 2018 album, Resolve, which iTunes describes as classical crossover, whatever that means. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's full of lovely textures and patterns and kind of repeating, developing motifs and it just makes the heart sore mm-hmm. and also this week alex has been introducing me to the genre of power noise which i don't know if you're familiar with um which makes the heart do something very different but um i did actually listen to some power noise and poppy Aykroyd at the same time what was on that two like? different well right does anyone remember hmv Yes. Yeah. Does it right for our millennial listeners? There used to be a shop called HM. <laughs> right for our millennial listeners, there used to be this thing called the record industry. <laughs> um, right, but um, you used to be able to listen to a CD before you bought it because we didn't have Napster or YouTube or any any other way of listening to things, and you'd often listen to something on a on headphones, but also there'd be music playing over the the PA in the shop. So you'd quite often get to mix two very different genres mm. kind of over the top of each other. Is that how the mashup originated? Perhaps? Yes, that's how it was invented. Yes. Yeah. In HMV. <laughs> Excellent. So next up, we'll be playing a two-chord jam. And Andy, could you tell us what this involves, please? So we start this by randomly generating two chords. So we're going to roll three 12-sided dice to give us three different notes to form one chord. And then same again to form a second chord. And we have no idea what chords we're going to get and how well they will relate to each other. So it's a complete mystery. Excellent. So, Karis, if you'd like to help us out here by rolling six 12-sided dice. Okie dokie. Excellent. So, oh, that one's the same. Can you roll that one again? So first we've got a B flat, and a C, and a C sharp. Okay, and then for the second chord we've got A, D, 
and E. So, Andy Lowe, could you tell us what these chords are? Well, our first set of three notes were B flat, C, and D flat, right? So, that's like a B flat minor add nine. Yeah, we could call it that. Um, And then the next ones were D, E, and A. So, that can be a a D add nine. Yeah. So, two nice chords, but distantly related chords. That'll be interesting. Okie doke. So, what are we all going to be playing on this one? How about you, Liam? Um, well, I've got my uh, bow th- uh, this time, and I'm going to have some delayed... Um, well, actually, I'm going to have some reverse delay and some a little bit of modulation, a little bit of light modulation. And that's it. I'm going to have yeah, basically two sticks in one hand and a bow in the other, so I can sort of do soft and hard and yeah, sort of try and make a combination of sounds. So you're going to be bowing the vibraphone using, is that a double bass bow? It is indeed. Wow. Okay, how about you, Karis? So I really wanted to play the rav drum for this piece uh, because it has got some beautiful harmonies, but unfortunately it's only got nine notes, so I'm somewhat limited. So I've decided instead to play the tambourine and just add some untuned percussion. Lovely. Okie doke. And how about you, Andy? I'm picking up the melodica for this one, Ah. which is nice. I always enjoy the melodica, but don't get to play it that often. Excellent. And I'm going to be starting this jam using a contact library called Cello Untamed, which was recently released by a new British company called Westwood Instruments. And this cello library caught my eye because it had the word improvised in the description. The long notes have a sort of improvised component that makes each note sound different, and it's perfect for playing chords with, so the sound of the notes blossom and evolve as the note progresses. I'll have to be careful I don't dominate this one, because sometimes they can be a bit raucous. And we've rolled the dice, so let's make a start.
I think that's when when we're approaching a a jam like this, where the like the mechanic that starts it off is those three random chords. You're thinking about improvising harmonies, improvising melodies, but actually you're improvising textures, and that's just as much. And perhaps in that piece, perhaps even more of what we were doing was improvising texture and creating that you know a different sonic palettes which were evolving and surprising in places yeah that that was what I, it felt like to me like um before it started I thought I was going to be kind of leading the rhythm but I wasn't focusing on the rhythm at all it kind of felt to me almost like a wave crashing and mm, that was yeah, yeah it's just like this kind of soundscape of the ocean that was what I was hearing in my head yes I realized that you know those two chords Again, at first I thought, oh yeah, these are these are quite weird chords to put together. And then I realised that actually it's just a, a D harmonic minor scale yeah. that fits over both of them all the time. So when I when I worked that out, I then thought, oh, actually I'll, I'll start playing some melodies because mm. uh, I had like more confidence in just being able to stick to one scale. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, it's, it's a thing, sure, certainly, because it just goes to show that, yeah, the, the more prepared you are in terms of having scales and shapes and that on your instrument, the more, yeah, the more free you are, actually, when you get to, when yeah, when you do eventually determine the, the sound quality you want to achieve, mm. you've then got, yeah, got options. I suppose it would have been completely different if the D was a, a major instead of a minor, because that wasn't a given in the in the dice roll. We didn't have the third of that chord. So Ben, as you started off, you had you made that decision for us that it was going to be a D minor, not a D major, which then meant that it was one scale fitted over both chords, and it could have been completely different if you'd chosen to take us in a D major direction. Okay, well, excellent. So next up, we're going to be doing a cantus firmus, and Andy, could you tell us about this one, please? Traditionally, the cantus firmus was a foundation. It would be one long note after the next that then all the other more complicated parts would be arranged over the top of. So for our Cantus Firmus jams, we take a well-known tune, take the first four notes and turn those into a single repeating line, which then other stuff gets played over the top of. However, we don't restrict the whole jam to the same Cantus Firmus endlessly repeating. It's allowed to develop and change as the jam progresses. Excellent. And yes, Andy, you will be playing the Cantus Firmus on this one. You'll be playing the bass line. So I'd like you to come over to the keyboard, please. And I've made a patch for you using the soft synth Yuhi Batzilla. It's a sort of FM sound with a filter on the macro. And hopefully it will sound as different from the original source song as possible which is today we've chosen the theme from the pink panther because it has that distinctive <laughs> chromatic line uh, in fact it, there's lots of chromatic parts of the tune but we're we're using the um the melody part boom, boom. Uh, you're not allowed to do it otherwise we'll be sued Oh, wow. When I was a child, I was actually terrified of the Pink Panther theme tune. Whenever Ooh. I heard it, I would just run and hide. My sister used to sing it to me and like make a scary face and just howl laughing whenever it I was It is very terrified. sinister. Yeah. I hope this isn't going to be too traumatic <laughs> for you. Uh, hopefully not. 
<laughs> so we decided to pitch this where it's best placed for the rav drum that Karis is playing, which means it's basically in B minor. She's got the best chance of her nine notes to choose from fitting with what we're playing. Excellent. And what will Liam be playing on this one? Um, I think just, yeah, vibe frame with a few effects. Um... Maybe a little bit of phaser and I think maybe a little bit of distortion. <laughs> Okie doke. And I'm going to be going on the violin for this one. Everyone ready? Mm-hmm. Right.
some of it kind of felt like a bit of call and response. I like that, that vibe. You know, someone would play something and then the rest of us would respond to it and kind of take turns. We were sort of copying Andy's rhythm that he was doing with that kind of dubstep bass line. <laughs> yeah, I loved playing with the filter and you know, using the, the filter create, to create the rhythm rather mm. than yeah, playing um, the keys. Yeah, I love that, using it as, a, yeah, as part of the expression, the instrument. Yeah, something you don't, you don't get as a, again, as a fixed pitch as a fixed itch, fixed pitch instrument player <laughs> yeah with the piano you're always fixed to that same with the vibraphone but then when you get the ability to change the parameters it definitely uh it definitely means that you have more expression yeah i really like um karis when you were playing something rhythmic i think towards mm. the start actually because we haven't got a a drummer as such playing a, a drum kit yeah there was that moment where it, it kind of felt like you were playing a beat. Yeah, which is... that's what was was my intention. So were you? I'm interested because you said you how you can use some of the like less pitched. Were you doing some of that? Yeah. So rather than playing the actual notes, I was just hitting the middle of the drum. So you do get a little bit of the vibration. You get, can kind of hear a little bit of the the tune sound, but it's um kind of more percussive. So I was doing kind of like a. So you get all of yeah, them. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Full there, yeah, full so, chords. Yeah, I really love that. that that's my favourite bit, probably. Hmm. Mm. I'd want to, yeah. I'd, I'd need to get that sound recorded because it is when you get that sound like you just did there with all the notes in. Yeah. It's, it's just really massive. That's like a nine-note chord. Yeah, yeah exactly. basically. <laughs> Excellent. So as hordes of peaky blinders roam the deserted canalways and construction on the new high-speed HS2 rail service grinds ever closer, because we're in Birmingham, we alight at our final jam of the night. What, Andy Lowe, will it be? This is a jam we haven't done for a few episodes, and it's called the Snippets Jam. Yes, and for this jam, we're going to be asking Karis to think of a number between 1 and 95. 74. Any particular reason you chose that number, Karis? No. Not your your date of birth? (laughs) No, just... No, definitely not my date of birth. (laughs) Okay, so what will we all be playing on this one? How about you, Andy? Well, I picked up my electric guitar again, but this time I've switched on some overdrive, so I'll be getting some crunchier sounds. Ah, okie doke. And how about you, Liam? I think I might, yeah, go down a similar route and just, yeah, a little bit of mild distortion. Go go heavy for this one. So you see how the two sounds complement each other. My goodness, distortion on the vibraphone Mm. and on the guitar. Yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness. That's a, that's a distorted vibraphone. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might not start with it, but I'll definitely end with it. <laughs> <laughs> Okie doke. And Karis, what are you going to be playing on this one? I'm going to be playing the Ravdrum clean. I have no distortion pedals, but it makes <laughs> me really want to get some and mic this up and see how it would sound with some distortion. I think that would be really cool. So I'm going to be using this 8DO prepared piano on this one, which sounds like this. So just as a reminder, here's how a snippet jam works. We're going to hear a very, very brief snippet of audio from someone else's piece of music that's already been recorded. And we're using it with permission. And then Karis is going to start our improvisation 
based on something that she's just heard in that brief second or two of a song. Yes, it's like playing a cover of the two seconds of audio. Okay, and this track is from Oregon-based jazz satirist and YouTuber Jed Beetle that's rapidly becoming a viral sensation featuring the rising star vocalist Random, and it's called simply Derpiest Derp, which I'm not sure what that means. Um, but I'm sure we're all eager to hear an extended excerpt. Oh, yeah. Play. Well, that could hardly be any derpier. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Karis, you selected the number... 74. Okay, so number 74. This is going to be the 74th second. That's one minute, 14 seconds into the track that we're going to be listening to the snippet at. Okay, if you're ready, Karis, here is your snippet. On fire. I jumped up on a barrel.
it was completely what we ended up with was completely different from what inspired it mm. yeah um, absolutely yeah valid but you can still sort of see where it come from i mean obviously with the instruments we've got it's never going to sound like what we heard in the first place yeah i was trying to kind of get a similar rhythm to the piece but it ended up becoming a lot more mellow and a lot more chilled and i i like that we've still got that dum, 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 yeah dum, dum, yeah 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 that sort of that was roughly yeah, the feel and yeah i think we still maintain that sort of mm-hmm. that, that yeah that groove yeah and then we still did the same interval the the d to d yeah. flat an mm-hmm. octave higher yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But I thought the, I mean, like, because there is no drum kit in this ensemble, yeah. somebody, well, obviously all of us have the responsibility of the time, but at the same, like, someone needs to take a role mm-hmm. of, of the drum kit almost. Mm-hmm. So, like, and that ha- it is the, the rav drum yeah. most time, but even the key sound, because it was a staccato thing, it has to, it has to be a rhythmic, mm-hmm. like, thing, as opposed to a long, you know, like a long mm-hmm. clarinet sound. It really has, yeah. to, has to be, uh, occupy the same sort of rhythmic space. Um, but I thought that that definitely uh, definitely changed how I was playing as well. Mm. Okay, so here we are at the end of the show, and I'd like to ask everyone what was your favourite jam of the night. Well, I think personally, when I when I, I just really enjoy using the bow on the vibraphone and just creating, like you said, creating sound worlds, creating soundscapes, just like minimal layers. And so whenever I get a chance to play a bow on a vibraphone, I'm happy. So <laughs> yeah, I think that was the third one we did. Was it when I used the bow? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. the two-chord jam. And how about you, Carries? I actually think that last one we just did was probably my favourite because I was just really able to kind of get into the rhythm and, yeah, I just had a lot of fun with it. Ah, well, very good. How about you, Andy? I think my favourite was the first jam that we did, the Generality Jam. I think just because it, it ended up with, you know, something really nice. We had a really nice melody to play with and the sound... You know, it it was such a nice, relaxing, ambient kind of sound that we produced. And um, yeah, some really beautiful moments in that one. Yes, I think most of the jams we've done tonight have been pretty kind of ambient and soundtracky. Um, so I also like the first one, but I'd probably go for the two chord jam as well, because I think that was the most distinctive. That's the one where, Andy, you played the melodica yeah. and we had the bows on the vibraphone. And also I was using the Westwood Instruments Cello Untamed, which I think is possibly one of my new favourite software instruments. So I'll certainly be looking forward to using that again on the Alki podcast. Excellent. So, if you've enjoyed listening to tonight's gamified goings-on, then the fun doesn't have to end there. Why not explore Alki's back catalogue? Become a subscriber today and follow us on Instagram or Facebook. And also, um, do you know who I think would be interested in the Alki podcast, Andy? No. Our listeners, colleagues, bandmates, and people who follow them on social media. Help spread the word by recommending the Alki podcast and perhaps try gathering some friends, picking up some instruments, putting away the sheet music, and listening to what emerges. And that concludes episode 11 of Alki, the gamified music improvisation podcast coming to you this week from Birmingham, UK. We'd like to thank our wonderful guest musicians this week, Karis Hanna. Thank you very much for having me. And Liam Halloran. No worries. Cheers, guys. It's been great.
I'm Andy. I'm Benedict. Good night. Good night.